0: America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Check out the new propswap.com and use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome everybody to the Die Hard Eagles podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green with my fellow diehards, Rob and Justin. Granted, it was the Detroit Lions, but the Eagles blew them out, forty-four to six, running it down their throat, running for over uh, two hundred and forty yards, just dominating performance, top to bottom, four rushing touchdowns, all from the running backs. Defensive touchdown. It was a. Uh, it was just a bloodbath. For me, the best part about the Eagles' win, I think, is uh, it, is that Nick Sirianni hasn't lost this team. And and it seemed you, you can't win forty four to six if you've truly lost the team. So that to me was the bright spot. I know it's the Lions, but I, I still enjoyed the victory, and I'm still getting a little excited. Justin, what was the best part about that uh, Eagles' win over the Lions?
1: Uh, Sean, you brought up the run game. I mean, I think that was great. I think it was, it was huge that Nick is starting to figure out how to, you know, adapt with this team and change up the game plan a little bit more. We've been pushing for the run. He did it uh, 30. There were 37 rushes altogether amongst the running backs, which was great, great to see. And it was a balanced attack. I think Scott had 12 rushes. uh, Howard had 12 and then if Gainwell with 13. So it was nice Um, and he's balancing it out a little bit more. He's not asking Jalen to do too much, which I think has been the problem all along. I think Jalen can possibly get there at some point, but I think we put too much pressure on him to start and we're asking too much of him. And now that Nick is starting to lean a little bit more on the run game, hopefully um, you can see uh, how dynamic this team could truly be.
0: Yeah. I mean, we saw it or, you know, I saw it firsthand being a diehard fan, being out there for the Vegas game under center running the rock. And then miles Sanders got hurt. They get behind, they kind of got away from the game plan. They didn't ever get away from the game plan cause it was working and I, I'm fine. I obviously I don't think they're going to be able to rush the, this ball this many times uh, against normal opponents, but I I'm fine. If, if we got to win by limiting the amount of times Jalen hurts throws, like he seems like a guy who, benefits from the run game. I mean, it's really obvious. And this game really had to be just awesome for Eagles fans. Not only did we get a 38 point victory on the road, but we also just prove how smart we are as fans. We've been saying run the goddamn ball the entire season. They finally run the ball and we get a massive victory. I love this uh, Ruben Frank stat. I, I think I sent it to you guys, or I'm sure you saw it on the subreddit or something. This was going into the game uh, against the Lions. On the 23 drives with at least two running back carries, Hertz is 53 for 74, 72%, for 514 yards with four touchdowns, no interceptions, and a 108.7 passer rating. On the 52 drives where the Eagles had one or fewer carries from the running backs, the unbalanced drives, he was 95 for 168, 57%. For 1,200 yards, six touchdowns, four interceptions and a 70.6 passer rating. So it seemed really obvious. They needed to run the ball. They actually ran the ball. They powered through and they got the victory Rob. What was the best part on Sunday? Yeah. You know, to me,
2: it was uh, it, just as much as seeing us have a running game. It was seeing the defense. Um, I mean, yeah, we're like giving a lot of credit to Sirianni for adjusting the offensive game plan. Um, You know, I still think it needs to be a little more balanced even than it was this week. I think he overcorrected in the opposite direction, but I'll, I'll save that to the frustrating part here. Uh, But the defense looked completely different. I mean, they came out, they looked aggressive. They were getting uh, pressure and they had turnovers. I mean, we, I think we had what four sacks. You had Milton Williams had a nice game, four four tackles, a sack, Josh sweat had two sacks Ridgeway and Jackson both had one sack each so I just think the defense uh in addition to the offense looked completely different they looked energetic they were swarming the ball um so you know I got to give some cred- credit to Gannon too he adjusted and and the defense looked a lot better
0: yeah and we've been uh giving the the linebackers a bunch of grief they they ended up benching Wilson and uh playing uh Chase there uh I'm blanking on his, uh, what's his, uh, what's that other linebacker's name? Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Edwards, TJ Edwards. Sorry. I was thinking about chase Edmonds for some reason, uh, they, they ended up playing TJ Edwards and TJ Edwards had a really good game and it was just good to see. They were blitzing guys. Now, again, I, I, I understand it's the lines and it's Jared Goff, and Jared Goff sucks. I've been on that uh, Island for a long time, but man saw some juice out of the team. And it was just, it was just fun. And the pressure, the, the physicality of it, it was just all, uh, all good stuff to see as far as frustrating part about the win uh, or there, were there any like downsides for you, Rob on this victory? Yeah. I mean, I, I still think we need to be a little
2: more balanced. Quite honestly, look, it was working. I'm not saying, uh, um, Upset with how the game went down, but you, you sound I like
0: mean, uh Jeffrey Lurie after
2: that uh, uh Packers game where Yeah, maybe the, I do, but I mean look at the, the, end you of the dug all that crap about running the ball too much. Look, at the end of the day, I think to be successful in this league, you truly do have to be balanced. And I mean Hertz only completed nine passes for a hundred yards. Um, I know he had about 70 yards rushing, but I don't think um, other than Goddard, who had a decent game given our limited passing, you know, we didn't really have a receiver with more than 18 yards. I think that was the most, it might've been Watkins or something. Um, So it was fine. The running game was working, but going forward, I still think we need to strike a better balance. We're going to have to have a little bit of passing game. You know, my other concern and my frustrating aspect is we really, I want to see more out of Devonta Smith. Yeah. He's had a couple drops, but you know, after that first touchdown he had at the beginning of the year, it just seems like he's never got going and and you can blame some of that on the offense. You can blame some of it um on Hertz. I'm sure, but uh I want to see him get involved. I, I want to see some, some more things happen there.
0: Yeah. I mean, for me, the disappointing part was just, why did this take so long? Why did it take so long for these obvious adjustments to get made by this uh by this team it it's really kind of frustrating that it took them so long to realize hey you have to run the ball a little bit and and you know i'm i'm fine with them running the ball this much just because the game warranted it um but you know you should come in with a more balanced game plan and uh you're right i mean i, I think if we're looking at devonta smith season right now it's been a disappointment and you can make plenty of excuses for them some are probably legit and and some uh, more viable than others. But yeah, I mean, Devonta Smith has been a disappointment, not Jalen Rager level disappointment, but certainly has been a disappointment. Justin, was there any, I, I, I know we're uh, really uh, picking nits here, doing a little nitpicking, but was there any dis, anything disappointing about that lions win?
1: Yeah, I don't agree. I don't disagree with Rob. I think a, the a little bit more of a balanced attack will come, um come into play if we're, not winning by so much. I think like Gainwell basically had, you know, a majority of those 13 rushes, I think in garbage time. So I'm not overly concerned with that aspect, but the one thing that is still a little frustrating is our secondary, uh, specifically the cornerbacks. I mean, golf still threw for, I think it was a 73% completion rate. And then Hawkinson actually lit us up a little bit for 10 receptions and 89 yards. So I mean, that is something to kind of keep your eye on. I mean, golf is, is not stellar whatsoever. I know we were kind of keeping it in front of us and he didn't get anything deep going on, Uh, but it it is something to kind of look at and keep in mind. The fact that these quarterbacks continue to uh, throw at a high completion rate against us.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I I don't disagree with you there, Justin, Um, but I will say, and I wish I, I could find the stat really quick slay. Apparently I, I saw some stat. He is having a sneaky good year um, in terms of his play at, at cornerback. I, I think he's done a decent job. So uh, I do want to give him a little credit because I do think he's had a decent year and, and shouldn't be lumped in with the rest of our secondary.
0: Yeah. And they, they got a scoop and score and, and Avante Maddox had an interception. Against the Raiders and yeah, I, I think to be honest, I think the cornerbacks are playing decent. I think a lot of it and the easy completions are either, um, you know, stuff with the linebackers, either them not being in the right spot or just not being able to cover or scheme stuff because, you know, we have I think I think and maybe the safeties as well, but I think I think our actual outside cornerbacks and Maddox are pretty solid, and uh, I I don't think they're a huge issue obviously the big story. We talked about it last week, the whole watering, the whole fertilizer, but you got to give credit to the team. I mean, they started leaning into the joke, you know, uh, Kelsey broke it down saying roots on three, which I sent the clip to Rob in the group chat. And he thought we were kidding when I said he did roots on three. And again, this isn't quite, you know, dog level masks. I'm not saying this is Nick Foles shrine, but to me, it's a good sign. At least the players are having fun. They're somewhat on the same page. It's easy to have fun when you have a massive victory against the Lions. but I, I think it's something that we should be positive about, right? I mean, am I crazy, Rob?
2: No, I'm with you. I, I, I think, uh, I do think this game showed that the team is not checked out. Uh, look, they bounced back. Um, I'm not saying things are perfect, but I do think it showed they have some heart. They are still playing. They do still want to win. You know, if I'm a lions fan, I'm questioning, you know, if their team's checked out. So, and and, and I agree with you, I give Sirianni credit. He, he, you know, even after the game, he was asked by a reporter about the flowers and he didn't back away from it. He went right to it and said, you know, I could have done a ton of analogies, but the point is we are growing. Um, and you know, it will take time, but you're going to see, uh, the team get better. And, uh, you know, I like it, you know, it was in hindsight, the whole thing was such a non-issue. It it was, you know, it's just something the media jumped upon, but, um, you know, so I I like that the teams, you know, the teams kind of rallying around it as well. I think it shows that they do like their coach.
0: Yeah, Justin. I mean, uh, we got to, we got to enjoy it just because if anything, it gives us something to riff off of in the group chat, you know, some nice fertilizer mentions, some nice uh, water in the seeds. Like, I mean, come on. It's, it's pretty fun. I, I get some of the high school hairy stuff or, you know, certain talk radio people want to label them like this high school rah-rah rock rock coach. But I. You know, watching like him in the locker room after that Lions game, the guys seem to be buying in. Uh, am I crazy for believing in that Justin?
1: Oh, I don't think you're wrong. I, I think it did show something. The fact that Kelsey did say that because uh, when he said it, it wasn't like uh, Hey, we're making fun of the coach thing here. It was more of a, you know, we're making fun of the media thing. Yeah. And, and I think that goes to show a whole lot there. It's not, um, you know, it's, it's not like a situation down in Jacksonville where the guys got together after <laughs> yes. Urban Meyer talked to him. And then I forget what they said after they got together, but uh, he was the butt of the joke there. In, in this case, Sirianni wasn't. The guys seemed to be rallying around him, as you guys said. Um, they did get together. They did win this game. They showed a little bit of heart here. Uh, I will just say though, it was the lions. I'll take what we, I'll, I'll take whatever we can get at this point, but I, I am curious to see what happens with the chargers next week. I, I like the fact that we were able to bounce back, but I think we do need to, to consider the fact that it was the lions after all.
0: Yeah, no, it, it was the lions. And that, that brings us to our Rob, the realist uh, segment for this week. Rob, how excited can we be off this Lions win? Everyone's pointing out 0 and seven knocked him down to 0 and eight, but there were we saw some good things. How how excited can we get after this victory? Yeah, I think I I think uh, I think you need to temper
2: your excitement a little bit. I mean, that is a bad football team. Um, Look. We, we blew them out. It wasn't a close game. So you, you can, you know, take some positives from that. And, and Nick did adjust his game plan. You know, Gannon did adjust his game plan. The question is now, and the thing that I think we need to really see before we can get excited for the future going forward is can Nick now parlay that into another game and another game, because we've seen now way too many times with Nick that, Something works and he abandons it. Um, you know, we saw in that Raiders game, Nick came down the first offensive series of the game, had him under center, was mixing it up, play calling, and then he abandoned it. So, you know, what I want to see from Nick now is this going to teach him a lesson? Did he learn from this? Is he going to grow as a play caller, as a head coach, or is he going to go back to? you know, try to outsmart everyone and go back to throwing the ball 50 games next week. So uh, that's what I want to see. Uh, look, I still think we're growing. We knew coming into this season, you know, we weren't going to win the super bowl. Uh, Sean, I know that's still hard for you to accept, but um, we got know, a I, think shot. I, I do think we need to kind of take a step back. Don't get too high off this game. It was a good win. It was fun to watch for a change. Um, but let's see how they now can do next week. And, and if he can, uh you know, continue to learn and adapt his uh, coaching.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I think that is important is, you know, in these games, for instance, the chargers game, if for whatever reason we get down or things get tough, will he still continue to, to run the ball and, and kind of have a balanced approach and not just put everything on Jalen and throw 50 times a game that will be huge. If you can kind of st- stay the course. And I mean, I'll be honest, like Boston Scott was really hitting those holes. Jordan Howard, very powerful runner, like look good. in in goal line situation, I was always surprised Jordan Howard did not make the team. All right. Yeah. Sean, just before you move on one, one note that I liked from Nick's press
2: conference. Um they asked him about Miles Sanders. Oh yeah, and, I was gonna get to you that. know. Yeah, you, you have to wonder: Is Miles Sanders like, oh come on? You kidding me? Like the game <laughs> that I'm out, they start running it this much. But you know, Nick let everyone know that he he texted them something like "Hell yeah, coach" or something like that. I think Nick even spelled it out for everyone in the audience just in case uh, there was any uh, confusion about what he said. <laughs> no, so
0: I didn't know how "Hell yeah" was spelled. Um, yeah, no, he seemed very supportive. And it's good that he's, again, it's good that they're texting like these, these athletes are younger. So I, I get it that you want to make fun of them for like the flower analogy or stuff like that. But it's a, these, you know, they're not like 40 year old dudes or guys in their late thirties. Like some of this stuff that we think is cheesy or corny, maybe, maybe he's doing a better job of presenting it in the locker room. And uh, if it's getting results, you got to just let it go. Okay. We are of course brought to you by Win bet. Make sure you head over to winbet.com or download the win betting app where you can get up to a $1000 risk free sports bet. Get in on the action. We all picked against the uh the Eagles last week and uh maybe that reverse jinx was enough to give them the outright victory. Big game coming up against the uh Chargers. They're at home Eagles currently. They are a two and a half point home dog. 50 and a half is the total over at winbet.com. Plenty of props, parlays, other promos to get down on. So make sure you check out win betting uh or sorry, winbet.com or just download the win betting app. And we're also brought to you by propswap.com. Justin and Rob probably thought my Nick Sirianni coach of the year ticket was dead. No, not when they go on this epic run. And Jalen Hurts, the Jalen Hurts MVP. I'm a little worried about because uh, there's you got to throw for a bunch of yards and really pad some stats. Even if they go on this, uh, twelve and zero or or sorry nine and zero to take them to twelve and five run, which could be a possibility. I, I think. MVP, maybe, maybe they uh, give them the MVP, but uh, propswap.com is just the best place to buy and sell real sports bets. So if you have a bet you're looking to hedge or get in at a uh, better price on some futures tickets, just head to propswap.com. Use a promo code SGP, double up your first deposit. Okay, let's do uh, while we're talking season here, pick tracking update. So it's looking pretty good right now. As we have Miami's pick uh, in the first round Colts pick in the first round, assuming Carson Wentz plays 75% of the snaps and he's on pace uh, to really hit that in a big way, knock on wood that he doesn't get injured, but that, that, that pick should be a first rounder. And now that the Titans just lost Derrick Henry, this was kind of a perfect scenario for Eagles fans because the Titans got the win, but they also lost Derrick Henry. So any sort of plans of that maybe the Colts secretly shutting him down, I think has to go out the window because even though they've lost to the Titans twice, you gotta you gotta think they're they're not gonna be the same team without Derrick Henry. So the Colts may be able to make a run here, and then Miami uh loses. So right now we have the third, eighth, and ninth pick in the first round overall. Justin, have you uh been, uh, have you done any sort of uh, more scouting of the uh, possible top ten picks? Uh, not a whole lot more. I do. I will consider. You know,
1: I like Thibodeau. Uh, now that I'm looking at, you know, what we might need on the defensive line.
0: And Thibodeau's um, the uh, defensive end from Oregon, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think everybody likes him. I assume he's going to go uh, first overall, but we'll see. I, I have looked a little bit into the quarterback situation. I tell you what, I, nobody's sticking out to me at the moment. I know Coral's been brought up. He didn't have a great game this weekend. Um, Pickett as well has been brought up. But all these guys seem to have a little bit too many flaws at the moment in order for for me to say that, hey, this is this is a guy we should go with at the moment if we wanted to go in the, the direction of picking a QB in the first round. So it, if it, it could be a situation where, hey, we try to move back a little bit uh, pick a guy up late in the first round or even early second, depending upon what happens.
0: Rob, how many of those? Uh, assuming we get these three first round picks, how many of these first round picks are used on defensive players, especially if they're in the in the top ten? What would you set the over under at? You know, I would love to see two of three. I,
2: I don't know that that happens. I, I think realistically, maybe it's one of three, but. I absolutely think they should take one defensive player with those picks. I, I personally think probably two. Um, you know, the exception is if there does become a quarterback that you love and you're not sold on Hurts at the end of the year. I mean, it is tempting, obviously, to take a QB when, when you do have those picks, you're already up high, get someone on a rookie deal that could grow with the team. But Look, we need help. We we need, you know, rushers. I I'd still love to see us take a, a linebacker. I think this year has really showed us that there is a benefit to having a good linebacker to solidify the n- middle of that defense. And I'm not saying you take a linebacker top five or anything like that, but you know, if, if you have maybe the Colts pick ends up being, you know, in the 15 to 20 range or something like that, I think you could consider a linebacker there. So Um, I I think we need to because the defense going forward, especially if, you know, the, if the offense doesn't grow or if Hertz doesn't take off, the defense could keep us in a lot of games.
0: Yeah. I mean, it it would be awesome to just have this like defense of old where uh, the early nineties Eagles, where we had all these stud linebackers and defensive linemen. It just seems with, with Howie and Jeffrey and the way they're kind of currently set up I, I just don't see them ever investing enough in defensive players. They, they invest in defensive line and I wouldn't be surprised if one of those high picks were a quarterback, but safety or linebacker, oh man, it feels like uh, it would just be a stretch for them to use a first rounder. But again, you could trade out. I mean, if we find like, we just need to get a quarterback and then we maybe flip those two high first rounders for like four second rounders, there's there's a lot of optionality, as the great uh, Howie Roseman likes to say, and unfortunately, I just he's definitely going to be making the picks. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll tell you, Sean.
2: The one thing I I don't want to see happen, I don't want to see us just trade down a ton. I, I think this is a yeah. year where we really have a chance yeah. to get three impact players and. I don't want to see us try to stock up on second round, third rounds, just because we swapped down like five spots or something. I I really want to see us go for those impact players that can have a lasting effect for our team.
0: Yeah, you're right. I mean, we got enough picks as it is, and we got a shit ton of cap space too. I mean, when we talk about the future, I feel like the cap space angle kind of gets thrown under the rug and and it's all about the picks, but uh, certainly ton to look forward to as we as we uh, just look ahead, uh, speaking of looking ahead though, now that we're three and five and there is a seventh playoff spot, AKA the extra wild card. Don't call it a comeback, but I was um, crunching the numbers here and I saw the post on Reddit. We're only a, uh, what is it? A half game, just one game back of the wild card spot right now We're where the 11th spot. Uh, The seventh spot is, you know, the four and four Carolina Panthers who we would have a tiebreaker over Uh, in between there are the Vikings at three and four, the 49ers at three and four who beat us and the Falcons at three and four. I I think us sneaking into the seventh spot would be a dream come true. And you look at our schedule, man, we play the the Washington uh, Redskins twice. We played the New York giants twice and we play the jets. So there's like five games there all very kind of in the mix and we play the Cowboys the last game of the year which who knows if the Cowboys need that that game uh, unfortunately it looks like the Cowboys are pretty decent this year so there's a real chance that the Cowboys don't need that game and maybe resting starters or don't really care to win that would be a fun way to sneak into the playoffs Justin, I saw you worked up a spreadsheet kind of calculating our chances of getting in again. Don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but these very winnable division games, you throw in the jets there. I I think we really have a chance. How say you on the Eagles uh, potential playoff run?
1: Yeah, Sean, uh, you kind of laid it all out really well. And as you just said, I I did, I spent some valuable work time today and decided (laughs) to create a little bit of a spreadsheet. (laughs) And looked at uh, you know seven of the closest teams here. Uh, New Orleans is going to get in. I mean, just looking at their remaining schedule. So oh yeah, they're,
0: they're 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 six place and they're five and two. We do play them. Uh, yeah, but you're but also I mean, Jameis is out for the year. We'll see if uh, Trevor Simeon. I mean, they they certainly have questions. And of these teams, I I think the Panthers are pretty fraudulent. We'll see how they look when they get. Uh, Christian McCaffrey back. I mean, the Vikings, 49ers, Falcons, Falcons, who we also have the tiebreaker over, but sorry, didn't mean to interrupt.
1: Yeah, no, you're correct. Yeah. I I think we could agree. I mean, new Orleans possibly could get knocked out, but I I just think their schedule's too easy. So I I think you're right. It really does only leave that one seventh spot left. Um, And for us to possibly try to take advantage of it and uh, as it's been said, like we have the easiest remaining schedule at the moment out of all of these teams. Um, it's just a little concerning. I mean, yeah, we play Washington twice and we play the giants twice, but they are, you know, in our division, it's always so difficult to beat those teams twice in the same season. Um, I, I think we could possibly take advantage of it, but I, I honestly think San Francisco at the moment has the best possible chance of snagging that seventh uh, seventh playoff spot just due to their schedule. And I would say they're going to go at least eight and nine, probably nine and eight, which means that we got to go at least nine and eight. And if we, if we go eight and nine, they beat us in the tiebreaker. Anyways, they go eight and nine, correct. Cause we lost that game.
0: Yeah. So we're going
1: to, we're looking at going above 500, which I think is going to be a little difficult. Uh, But I'd say we still got probably 25, 30% chance of maybe snagging that, that last you know, playoff spot. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, Hey, I just want to, I just want to be, uh, I realize maybe the super bowl isn't a, isn't a real, uh real goal for this team this year, but I just want to be, you know, it's starting to get cold or, you know, back home visiting for the holidays. And, and you just see in the hunt, like, I just want to be in that, in the hunt graphic and not have our season totally uh, gone. Rob, am, am I getting crazy uh, looking at these playoff scenarios nine weeks out? Yeah. I mean, let's see if
2: we can win two weeks in a row uh, before <laughs> we get our hopes up as to the playoffs. Um, but I like it. I like the optimism. Um, but yeah, at this point you're, you're getting a little crazy. Let, let's see where things go. Although I, I do agree with you. We do have a very favorable uh, schedule going down the stretch here.
0: Yeah. And, and I, I keep sending the same five games uh, screenshot of the, of the Eagles schedule. And it's, you know, it's, it's, I, I, I would say it's winnable, but then again, this team has kind of come up short. I mean, the all right, I, I'm just going to walk through it and and people can do their own numbers here at home against the Chargers, We're a two and a half point dog. We're going at the Broncos who just traded away their best uh, defensive player, tough spot. I get it. Saints at home. That's going to be a tough game, but Jalen Hurts has their number. Beat them last year. Uh, We'll see who's at quarterback. I mean, it could be Trevor Simeon. It could be Taysom Hill. Then we go at the Giants. We own the Giants at the Jets. I mean, we're staying at the same stadium. That's easy. Then we have a bye week. Redskins at home. Giants at home, and then at the Redskins, and then Cowboys at home in a game they may not need. (sighs) Man, am I crazy? Six and three. If we get to nine and eight, I think we're definitely in eight and nine. I'm worried about the tiebreakers and, and Justin. I think maybe you're right that, uh, that the 49ers would be the team to outdo us there. All right. Before we get too far ahead of ourselves, let's talk about the chargers coming into town. Like I said earlier, WinBet has us as a two and a half point home dog, you know what they say in sports gambling, you're supposed to take the two and a half points and not lay the two and a half. Chargers coming off a, a tough loss at home to the Patriots. Now they got to fly across the country. Let's start breaking down the matchups. What do we need to do on the defensive side of the ball, Rob? Yeah, I think we
2: need to take away the big play. I, I think uh, against the, um, you know, against Jared Goff, he doesn't really throw the deep ball. He he's more of a 10 yard and under kind of guy. Whereas Herbert has that strong arm. And I think he could test our secondary a lot more. So the question is, you know, that everyone played well against Goff, but how are they going to do against Herbert now who does have that arm and the ability to make some big throws? And I think we need to take that big play away. Um, and I'm scared even saying that because I don't want us to go back to that soft zone where yeah. we give up, like, you know, we sit 20 yards back and let them pick us apart. But to me, I am more concerned about those intermediate routes kind of going forward against, uh, Herbert versus, uh, you know we, i would have been against goff i think the
0: key for us on defense is to bring the pressure continue to blitz you saw justin herbert uh they got their ass kicked against the ravens and and why was that he, they brought a ton of pressure and he really struggled to pick it up uh, chargers have a number of issues with their offensive line and it, you know, same thing with the Patriots, the Patriots were successful because they were able to put pressure on them. I, I think our cornerbacks are a little underrated. I think they might be able to hang with uh, some of the chargers receivers. And I think we got to continue to bring the heat like we did against Detroit. I know obviously Herbert is way better than Jared Goff, but I, I still think the sentiment is there you need to put pressure on the quarterback. And, and I think blitzing and bringing extra defenders is the way to do it. Justin, what's your key on the defensive side? Sean, I wholeheartedly agree with you
1: there. Actually. I think pressure is the key. I mean, Herbert's actually had two kind of bad games consecutively. Now, hopefully we can keep it going. And I think the big thing is there is the line that you're talking about. I mean, he has an Abelaga um, on the right, uh, in the right tackle position, Uh oboshi She's been out as well at guard. And that's, really mix things up on their offensive line. And I think, you know, uh, Slater was a first round pick for them and he's played fairly well at left tackle, but, you know, he's still a rookie and I think we could take advantage of that. And then you have uh, Sam Norton in there who's only played six starts so far. So I think it could actually be another good game for this, our defensive line. In order to get pressure on him, hopefully get a few sacks. And I, I really liked what Gannon did against the Lions now. It, obviously the lions aren't nearly as good as the chargers, but, uh, the Chargers, like you pointed out, they do have a banged up offensive line. Herbert's a much better quarterback than golf by, you know, uh, but at the same time, he's still young. He could still make mistakes. He's made some bad interceptions and he's had a few two interception games as well. So let's try to take advantage of that, put the pressure on and, and keep it going.
0: Yeah, and uh, I think you had uh, Josh Sweat as one of your uh, your Eagles Nest players, right? Or was that you that highlighted a Sweat?
1: That was my uh, that was my gem last week, Sean. My gem.
0: That was your gem. That was quite the gem, and that really seemed to be key. I mean, the defensive line eight and uh, Rob brought up a good point. Milton Williams you uh, check out the uh, Eagles uh, film study guys that are tweeting out clips. Milton Williams had himself a game and you know, it's tough to keep track of lives. Sometimes who's getting the pressure and who isn't, but uh, Milton Williams was very disruptive. And again, that was a, that's looking to be a good draft pick again, very early. And that's why I was okay with the Fletcher Cox trade. Uh, we'll see if how he pulls the trigger on any of these uh, potential oh. trades, but um I think, uh, I think, you know, trading Cox, it would give Milton Williams, uh, a a ton more opportunities in that off in that defense and, uh, really be able to show something there was Milton Williams, uh, the draft pick that
2: had, had the controversy that, that there was (laughs) the, the fist bump. And, uh, you know, with our one personnel guy was all fired up that we took him over someone else.
0: Uh yeah, I think that was because that was the one where like how he went to go get the fist bump and the guy refused the fist bump him. Well <laughs> like uh one of the other uh player yeah. No guys. It was still even still It's looking like how he may have been right on that one. <laughs> it's early. It's early. And I don't want to give too much credit to Howie Roseman cuz I still want him gone after this year, but I mean, he's kind of looking uh decent with some of these moves. I mean, God, the, the three picks in the top 10, if that ends up shaking out anything close to that, it really is a masterclass of his uh, maneuvering. as far as the offensive side of the ball, I mean, it, it sounds basic and we keep repeating it, but running the ball is going to be super important. And you, you, the two losses that they've had uh re- or actually you could even throw the Browns in there. Now the Browns ended up losing to the uh, chargers 47 to 42 but they put up 42 points and that's because they're a very good running team. The Ravens, they, they got a victory. Why? Because they're a very good running team. Like Lamar Jackson, you look at Lamar Jackson's stat line from that game. Like he, he barely, uh, and I'm going to pull it up right here, but he barely did anything because they were just running it down the charger's throats. They're they're worse at stopping the run than the lions are. So there is a weakness that is out there against this uh, chargers team. I mean, Lamar Jackson threw for 167 yards and they blew them out. So I, I could see a scenario like that happening for the Eagles. I'm not predicting a blood victory, but I definitely think uh, they could, uh, they could really get something going on the ground here and, and take care of business against this chargers team. Rob, what do you see as the key to the offense? I think we're all saying the same thing. I mean, I think yeah. it's the balance and
2: um, you know, uh, would I like to ideally see uh, Hertz throw for more than a hundred yards? Yes, but if we're winning and, and running the ball's working, but at minimum, we just have to have that balance. You can't be running it three times and a half. Um, you know, we have to get back to that 50 50, 60 40 kind of balance with the run. And quite honestly, and if we get the running game going, it's gonna make Hertz passing a lot easier, and it's gonna make him a better passer because the defense are gonna have to be play honest. So um, I just want to see Nick keep it going, do it one more game again. Show that he's not going to abandon it. And I think the one thing that uh, I really want to see is, look, if the Chargers come down and score like a quick touchdown, or say they get up ten points early or something like that, we don't need to panic and just yeah. abandon the run at that time. There's, you know, it's a long game, and and I know it's tempting to say, oh, we better start throwing to catch up, but. Um, you know, uh, until we're down big or it's late in the game, just stick to the plan and, and the running game will work.
0: And we haven't won a home game yet. Come on. This is, we got to get this first home victory. Justin, anything, uh, it, it does seem like we're, we're on the same page with the running game, but uh, w- what, what else you got for the offense?
1: No, I mean, you guys said it, uh, you gotta, you really need to mix in the run. Rob pointed out that key part, right. Don't abandon it. Even if we get down by 10 points or, or even if we're up by, you know, a few points, we can't start throwing the ball. Um, And I don't want to keep repeating what you guys have already said. So I think, I think we pretty much covered that
0: Balanced attack. What about the diamond in the rough? You, you brought us Josh sweat last week. Can you top it this week with a, uh, with a diamond? What do we got for this week's Justin's gem? You know what? I, th- I think our team actually plays best
1: when we are playing as a team. We took a lot of pressure off hurts last week. We did the balance attack as we pointed out. So I- I'm not actually not going to point out a gem from our team this week. Um, I think, you know, um, the chargers have a gem of their own and we've, we've talked about Herbert, right? He's key to their success, uh, by all means amazing quarterback, but I think another guy, we really got to look at and make sure that we uh, keep his yardage down is Eckler. The yeah. guy has a sneaky 50, 60 yards rushing a game. And then he has a sneaky 50, 60 re- uh, reception yards a game. If we can hold him to a hundred yards, this game, I think we got a real chance of possibly winning. And I, I know obviously we gotta, we gotta bring the pressure to Herbert, but if we are able to keep Eckler under a hundred total yards, I think we can possibly win this game.
0: I like it bringing the team game aspect. All right, we're going to get to our Eagles Nest player and our final score predictions. Before we do that, want to shout out Beck QL tonight. That's right. You're always looking for more uh, sports gambling talk, of course. Plenty of uh, we got plenty of content obviously on SGPN, but I, I you can never have too much when it comes to sports gambling opinion, sports gambling information. BeckQL tonight has a ton of that. They're available on Odyssey, Spotify, and your favorite podcast app. We got host Quentin Mayo from NBC Sports Washington, Ryan Horvat from 1250 AM, the fan, uh, Trista Crick, uh, who just came over from Barstool. So a lot of fun uh, getting you caught up in the sports betting world, heavy dose of entertainment and information, which uh, you know we're all about here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Okay, Rob, you're going first. Eagles net who are you putting in the nest? And what is your final score prediction?
2: Yeah, um, you know, I'm gonna uh keep riding Milton Williams. I, I think he's been growing. Um, maybe he's just the trendy guy now, but I like what I've seen. I hope they give him more snaps. And I think he's gonna, you know, keep it going and have at least another sap and uh, be disruptive in there. So uh, I'm gonna pick him on defense and then. You know, unfortunately, guys, I, I don't have us winning this game, but oh, I do no. think it could be closer than you think. Uh, I think I have twenty-seven to twenty-one Chargers, um, but I, I do think Nick is going to keep a more balanced attack. I think he did learn something from last game, but unfortunately, I don't think it's going to be
0: enough. Rob, not even having us cover the spread, Ugh, man, I'm I'm really torn. Do I pick the Eagles? or, well, I'll, I'll wait and see what Justin does. Justin, who's your nest player and what is your final score prediction?
1: You know, I was going to double up on sweat. Cause I like, I like, you know, uh, I think he's going against Thornton. It is, but uh, Devontae Smith has been getting a lot of hate and I don't know if it's all his fault necessarily. Um, I, I think part of it is the fact that this is a growing team hurts is scrambling a lot, which doesn't allow for Devontae to run the routes that he likes to run. Um, I will say Devante has been struggling. If you notice on those scrambles to try and get open. I think that probably is the weakest part of his game. He's got to try and get open there, but I, you know what? I'm going to try and ride him this game. I think he could come back and get us over a hundred yards. Um, I, I'd like to see what we can do after we establish the run game here. Maybe he can get open for a few routes and Hurst feels a little bit more comfortable and we can get him open. Right. Um, as, as far as final score prediction. Um, I am gonna, I, I wish I would have talked to Rob about the score here. Cause we're, we're really in sync. Um, I, I don't see us beating the chargers. We just played the Lions. <laughs> I, know we, I know we crushed them, but I I'm just looking at things and I'm trying to set my expectations. It, it's kind of like a girlfriend. She cheats on you. She wants you back. Things aren't <laughs> right. Things aren't all better all of a sudden, simply because, you know, she bought me a car. It's a crappy car at that. We beat the Lions, so in this case, I'm gonna go with the final score prediction: Chargers 27, Eagles 24. We we lose by three.
0: Oh, I like that. I also like the visual of uh, a ex-girlfriend buying Justin a used car to win him back. (laughs) I like that. All right, here's what I'm gonna do. Now I'm gonna give myself a couple options here. Well, first off, my Eagles' best player, and I, I, it's kind of a. Kind of hitching my wagon to Justin's gem as well. I, I think if we're able to limit T or uh, Austin Eckler, I, I think that could be huge. So I think with TJ Edwards increased role a, in the linebacking core, and he did a really good job tackling and he kind of has a knack for plays. He, if you remember, he was the guy that blocked that punt in the Panthers game. I think he uh, he's involved in this game and, and has a couple big plays and, and helps limit Eckler and uh, really maybe you can get some pressure on um, Herbert with some blitz. So, so I'm going with TJ Edwards as a potential difference maker in this game. Now in my heart of hearts, I do think the Eagles will win this game. However, I, I feel like I got to stay true to the mojo of us all picking against the Eagles. And I'm going to hedge my bets because over at the win bet, the line is two and a half. So I will quote unquote, predict the Eagles to lose. 28 to 27. So they will cover the spread. They will also hit the over and all three of us picking against the Eagles will lock up an Eagles victory and, and certainly being able to take down the uh, chargers at home, get our first home win. Come on. We got to win one at home. What's going on here. Three wins on the road, none at home that could change come Sunday. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to the Die Hard Eagles podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode, and give us a follow on Twitter. Trying to do some more stuff uh, on uh, Twitter at Die Eagles fifty two and uh, Justin, we will be. Uh, you you got to send me your screenshot of your little uh, spreadsheet you worked up uh, detailing the Eagles' wild card chances. So we'll tweet that out at Die Hard Eagles fifty two. For the Dire Eagles podcast, I'm Sean at Stacking the Money Grade. For Rob, for Justin, go Birds! Go Birds!